Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, <laughs> I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe shootout for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Who are those guys? Number 73 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this... horse... (laughs) old film. Also, everybody, we're trying to get to a thousand Instagram followers by my birthday. I am losing health insurance, so it would mean a lot. (laughs) We are supplementing that with Instagram followers. Yes. Someone help her. If we get enough followers, maybe my doctor will still treat me. If you hear any construction, uh, enjoy. We're doing a little daytime recording and I live next to a pit, so (laughs) it is what it is. Sienna, had you seen this movie before? Mm -hmm. I thought you maybe had. Yep. I have. I would like, please now, to hear your prediction for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Perfect. Hi, Liana. It's Sienna. I'm about to watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. (laughs) Believe it or not, this was one of the movies that in my, like, pick-me era, I was all about. So I've seen it. And I used to be really into it. Um, I know, okay, I predict that they're going to at some point sing raindrops are falling on my head in a yeah. kind of sudden <laughs> <laughs> montage of on a bike of sorts. Uh, there's going to be a lot of shooting. <laughs> Two cute boys. I like the boys in this movie. I'll oh, admit the it. men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the grown men. <laughs> very, very grown men, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I predict there will be one woman. Yep. All right, I love you. Goodbye. Yes. Great. <laughs> really good. Perfection. Well, Sienna, here is my prediction for Butch Cassidy. And I'm so sorry for the typo in the title of my audio file. <laughs> that, but that was autocorrect. <laughs> Bitch Cassidy. Crazily enough, autocorrect actually autocorrected to a curse word. 
<laughs> That's extremely funny. Bitch Cassidy and the Sundance bitch. <laughs> Hi, Sienna. Hi. Sienna. I'm about to watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy. I know, I'm sorry. The only things I know about this, I think it's white guys in ponchos, question mark. Yeah. I think the TV show House once sort of parodied it, and so I think... What? Like a guy steps out from behind a wall okay. and gets shot. Well, yes. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not what I had on my vision board for this year. <laughs> Love you. Bye. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Visual so, memory is a fickle thing. You're not. You're not wrong. Wrong. But it's so funny that. So your entire <laughs> conception of this movie mm-hmm. was two guys in ponchos, yep. one of them stepping out from behind a wall mm-hmm. and getting shot a lot. Yep. <laughs> that's right. That's all I knew. And half of that was wrong. They didn't wear a poncho oh. at any point. Nope. No ponchos. But they had the energy of white guys in ponchos. Very poncho energy. Right. Yeah. They spent a lot of time in Bolivia. Cannot wait to hear yeah. your thoughts on this movie. But before we get there, Sienna, could you please give us a synopsis of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Yes. Mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Two extremely handsome bandits. Rob Banks, Rob Trains, and kind of share one girlfriend. Eventually, they find themselves on the run from a mysterious group of horsemen. They have a good run and are extremely attractive the whole time. But eventually, they meet their demise in a shootout in Bolivia. Mm, the end. Yeah, that's it's kind of a it's kind of a short little ditty actually. There's not much to the story, no. which some of us may appreciate. <laughs> Liana, hey. any historical context about this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two important actor boys. And I didn't Google a thing about either of them. <gasps> okay, I can tell you a couple things at the end. Fantastic. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the historical context for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The 1969, I don't know, buddy comedy? It was filmed across Utah. Including oh. the city in which I watched Lawrence of Arabia, <gasps> or two hours of that film, on my laptop. St. George, Utah. <laughs> Time magazine correctly called the film's score, quote, absurd what? and anachronistic. Well, yeah. It's a fucking mess. I loved it. Uh, for more information on Wyoming in 1899, which is sort of when the film is set, please listen to our Unforgiven episode, <laughs> where we discuss... The exact same stuff. Yeah. It keeps coming up. And now, actual Butch Cassidy and the actual Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy was born Robert Leroy Parker in 1866. His family were devout Mormons in Circleville, Utah. And he sort of had Robin Hood vibes when he turned to crime, where he would steal from banks and from railroads. He didn't really like give it to the poor, but he never stole from just like... A woman on the sidewalk, yeah. you know? In the summer of 1889 is when Butch Cassidy sort of conducted his first big robbery. It was at the San Miguel Valley Bank in the mining boom town of Telluride, Colorado. Wow. Colorado. He eventually changed his name to George Cassidy from Robert Parker to honor a mentor and for fear of embarrassing his mother via the wanted posters that <laughs> he was sweet. on. Then ultimately started going by Butch because he worked as a butcher for a period of time. <laughs> Names used to be so free back then. Just didn't matter. Sundance, the Sundance kid, was born Harry Alonzo 
Langabaugh in 1867. His family were strict Baptists in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Then in 1882, Harry at the time found work on a cousin's ranch also in Colorado. Hello. He eventually spent a year in jail when he was 20 for stealing horses in Sundance, Wyoming. And then after that started going by the sort of moniker, the Sundance Kid. Wow. I know. A lot of the film is sort of accurate to the story. The Hole in the Wall gang, or perhaps called the Wild Bunch, was a little band of outlaws that Cassidy did lead. He started it as sort of a train robbers syndicate. And, quote, Butch stressed the use of kind persuasion with the hint of deadly repercussions in their robberies, which explains why their vibe in the movie is sort of like, look at these, like, fun guys robbing a train instead Mm -hmm. of, like, brutalizing people on the train. In May of 1869, the Union Pacific and the Central Pacific Railroads linked up with the final golden spike in Promontory, Utah, that joined the East and the West Coast, thus creating cross-continental travel in America. Shout out to Leland? Yeah, shouts out to Robert Baron Leland Stanford. (laughs) I think an evil man. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. Once these railroads linked up, a golden age of Western banditry began. Ooh, I love that. I know, isn't that fun? That's also from Time Magazine. Thank you, Time In the mid-1890s, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid met on what was called the Outlaw Trail, which ran from Montana all the way down to Mexico. It was just a place where a lot of outlaws would frequent, you know, various posts, stops, etc., hideouts, whatever. On June 2nd of 1899, the holdup of Union Pacific Railroad number one near Wilcox, Wyoming, occurred. This is the one that we see in the movie, the first one that they do, where the messenger Charles Woodcock refused to unlock the door... So the robbers blew the door and the safe open and made off with $50,000 in cash, jewelry, gold, and diamonds. Butch Cassidy in real life orchestrated the uh, robbery, but wasn't actually there. But he did arrange the getaway horses. Getaway horses. (laughs) (laughs) And the Sundance Kid actually led the robbery in person. Wow. The owner of the railroad actually did hire people to go after them. He hired the Pinkerton Detective Agency, which was formed in 1850, established in 1850. And their motto was, we never sleep. (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Pinkerton Detectives, we don't sleep. I have not slept in years. And that is sort of the vibe of those those guys who are following them in the yeah. film. They just did not. They kept sleep. going. They just kept going. Who are those guys? At the turn of the century, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid did flee to South America with the kid with kid's girlfriend, whose name was Edda Place, <laughs> which cannot be real. It just can't. In 1902, the trio settled in Argentina and purchased a cattle ranch. And then in early November, they did sort of a string of crimes in South America, and so were chased by various authorities. And in early November of 1908, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid were cornered by Bolivian troops in the town of San Vicente. What's a little bit more grim than what we see in the movie, in the movie they like run out from behind the wall and they're like, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they like die in a blaze of glory, if you will. In real life, it appeared from the way that their bodies were laying that Cassidy actually shot Longabaugh in the head and then himself. Because oh. they knew that they were cornered. Doesn't not make sense. It doesn't not make sense. And that it's is going to so be a, a bummer either way. Uh-huh. But there are theories that Butch Cassidy's death was a hoax. 
What? Mm -hmm. His own sister, Lula Parker Bentonson, claimed that he visited her in the summer of 1925, even though allegedly he died in Bolivia in 1908, and then died in obscurity in 1937. And it is rumored that he buried many loots somewhere in Wyoming, Colorado, and Utah. And that's what he returned to (gasps) find. Oh my gosh! And that is the end of the historical context for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Love it! (laughs) Thank you so much, Liana, for that historical context. You're welcome. Some additions I will make. Uh-huh. Lula was on set. Their for, sister? Mm-hmm. For part of, at least. Okay, uh, Because I was looking at photos, and she was there. Great. And told stories about her oh, brother. Love that. Um, the only things I know about Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. Sure. Robert Redford started Sundance Film Festival. That makes sense. I meant to Google the Sundance Film Festival, and yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> and... I guess, in honor of this role. Uh-huh. And then Paul Newman is the guy on all the Newman's oh, own Would you please stuff. read my first phone note, Sienna? Liana's first phone note is, ah, Paul Newman of the sauces. <laughs> yeah. Our boy. That man. Newman's own. Very smart career on his part. <laughs> Seriously. Welcome, everybody, to Phone Notes, where we discuss the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the film. What else did he do with his career? Just just in terms of enterprising as an actor to make such a successful business in the in the food industry. Yeah. With his sauces, with so his many. dressings, with his cookies and etc. Hundreds of sauces. Very clever. He's not no, that's Fig Newtons. Yeah. <laughs> I was Fig almost like my Newmans. God. <laughs> This did you know everywhere? Did you know either of these actors well from other things? I knew Paul Newman from the sauces. I mean, okay. we, ha- we would have marinara in the fridge with his face on it. Yeah, and be like, "Hello, Paul." I mean, as actors, no, I'd never seen serious. them before in my life except for on a bottle of sauce. I've seen these guys in various things really? enough that I have positive associations with them. But it was wow. probably mostly this movie. Okay, because again, I saw it at a formative time of life. Yes. Was this formative in terms of like those men are hot to me? Or was it more formative in just terms of like, I'm 12. <laughs> more I'm 12. Okay. However, seeing it this time, I'm like, I wonder if it had an effect because it's having an effect on me oh now. Oh my God. Do raindrops keep falling on your head? Get an umbrella. We'll be right back. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the app store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body. And I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference 
in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. What was your what was your overall vibe seeing it this time? How long had it been? And then what what did you think watching it? I don't it now? think I've seen it since high school. Okay. So quite some time. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Aw. I could see how one might not, but boy, those men were doing it for me. <laughs> what was your overall vibe? <laughs> I didn't care about this movie at all. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I yeah. just don't care. I think that is totally valid. <laughs> it's really just like a little story. There were a couple moments that I was like, oh, how how funny. Yeah. Most of it, but whatever. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I think that's a good place to be in. Thank you. Yeah. For just both of us. tastefully neutral about it. Yeah. Because I, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't, it, it wasn't like a 110% for me. Yeah. It was like a, I was, it all hit me positively. Mm-hmm. Also, what did you think of the men? Because you aren't responding strongly when I talk about how handsome they are. No, I think for my personal taste, yeah. Robert Redford, too handsome. He's ridiculously handsome. He's so handsome. Yeah. His jaw is so... He's like yeah. what you... When you dictionary search a jawbone, yeah. that's what comes and up. And his blonde hair is it so... It looks so soft. It looks so good on his head. I know. I'm it not was you, just too much i get that so that not for me paul newman i understood the appeal uh extremely blue eyes i don't know neither of them seemed he didn't crazy give tall. off a tall haunted energy at all no they weren't very they haunted. both were happy to be alive and that's just not really it for me all right but i was not upset okay they weren't the ugliest people we've seen on the list but <laughs> absolute miles. absolutely not Okay, just and checking. I appreciate I appreciate when a movie is like, we know these guys are hot. Yeah, exactly. We're going to play into that. Exactly. Yeah. It was... I, I just want to know because my phone notes are pretty... Yeah, you've written... pretty one note. If you are unlucky enough to find men attractive, this is the movie for you. I actually... Well, Magic Mike exists. <laughs> this is a great one, though. If yeah. you're like, I like the, when men look good, mm. <laughs> which is a curse. It is a curse. We have to talk about this woman, the girl character. Yeah, the girl AKA character. Elaine from The Graduate. Elaine! This woman hit the damn jackpot in terms of her life, minus the part where both her boyfriends got shot by the Bolivian right. troops in the end. She owns a home. Yeah! She has the hottest man in the world come home and do a little, like, role play. Yeah. She's- Every night? <laughs> Paul Newman bicycles her around fields for an entire day. And then they go on a luxury trip yeah. across America in a second sudden montage. She's also still single enough that like she has her own life, you know? She speaks multiple languages. Yeah. She's just how did she land this? It is such a such a great point. What was her backstory? I wanted to know. She also had the vibe of like um like one of the nice jocks from high school. Yeah. Like she looked like a high school athlete, mm. but one that would be like like cool to you. Mhm. 
Like they'd ask about how the play is going and actually yeah. run it. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be like, it's terrible. Everything's a nightmare. <laughs> Nobody like, will date me in the cast. <laughs> anyway, but I no. guess I guess that's the kind of life you need to lead to end up here. Yeah, it seems like she was on the soccer team for sure. Exactly. Yeah, oh, she's a lovely person on the soccer team. Energy. So she gets along great with these two extremely hot men. I actually knew someone like that in high school. Yeah. And she was lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Some of the loveliest people. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to our soccer girlies. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're so hot. <laughs> Definitely all hooking up. 100%. Right? The three of them? Yeah. No, because in the, in the second sudden montage, they specifically included photos of Paul Newman sitting by himself <laughs> <laughs> while the other two were dancing. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. And as a woman with whom men with girlfriends are obsessed. Yeah. And I would said, bring on a trip. Oh, okay. They'd bring you on a trip to Bolivia. I would absolutely be brought as the third wheel to Bolivia. A hundred percent. And I'd, have to, I'd be the person who has to plan it. <laughs> yes. Sienna, you have said, quote, flat nose end quote, is apparently the name of a real historical guy. I have a what would you question to ask. Okay. So in their fight with the guy who they kick in the nads, okay, yeah. they say something about this guy named Flatnose. Uh-huh. And this, this actor indeed had an extremely flat nose. But we looked it up. We're like, does that sound something they just made up? Is yeah. that just like a name they made up? No. That is the name of a historical member of this like group. Oh, yeah. I read that they all had colorful names. So that was one of them. Okay. And that means that they cast this guy. And we were just talking about like, that guy was probably like, this is the role for me. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what role mm. would you, and you are auditioning these days. Right. Is there anything that they would have, like, this name? I mean, red hair is pretty well, easy. you helped, you were my reader for an audition uh-huh. last week where basically the role was, like, woman who looks Irish and like she could be in a queer relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Old Irish may be gay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like That's basically the name yeah. of the girl character from West Side Story. <laughs> Anybody's? Oh yeah. Irish maybe gay. Old Irish maybe gay. <laughs> oh, here she comes again. Get out of here, Irish maybe gay. Come in the morning too, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's Who's perfect. You? Who is you? Who is me? What would I what would, audition for? Who would for? you be? Yeah. That very specifically, um we're like just seeing you, they're like perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You are made for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe something about like my shoulders, like the way that I use my joints. Interesting. Maybe scoliosis. Scoliosis. <laughs> S curve. S. We we need somebody with an S curve. Soft curls. S curve. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> At your service. Hello. And maybe looks good in like olive tones. Yeah. <laughs> because everything I own is puke green, yeah. but it looks incredible on me. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm in autumn. What can I say? Uh, what are yeah. you? Spring? I have no idea. I did that TikTok filter that puts all the colors around your face and none of them looked good. <laughs> okay, so you weren't a fan of the score because you've said, sorry, what the hell is this song? <laughs> no. It wasn't. I wouldn't call it a score. It was insane. There was like four songs that they put it in the movie. It was really bad. It was actively terrible. It made the movie way worse than it could have been. I hated it with my life. I loved it. I think we really have very different music, music taste, t- taste sensibilities specifically. Yeah. Where you usually just don't notice it. I would And then never when you notice. do and you like it, I hate it. <laughs> I get why if you enjoy a score and something that's mood setting, that's mm, not what this one was doing. Not at all. I was already on edge about the period etness of the film. Uh-huh. And then that incredibly silly song came on. 
Raindrops keep falling on my head. That's definitely not my I have that song vibe. saved on my phone. I believe that. I would believe it if it was your alarm in the mornings. I mean, it's a hundred. I do. It's so your style. I really like it. Yeah. I, I get, though, it is funny to call it a score because, it, I mean, it's a soundtrack at best. Sure. Right. Okay. Now you've said, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> I could not figure out what this movie was. Yeah. I didn't know what it was go- what it was going to be going into it. And then I was totally. like, oh, okay, it's a Western. And then it was sort of a buddy comedy. Yeah. And then it was sort of the 60s, 70s music. And then it was just him on a bicycle for a day getting chased by a bull. And I was so, like, what is this? When I was in high school and, that I, and I said I liked this movie, mm. I very much did not understand it at all. Yeah. And I don't think it's meant to be understood. Uh, yeah. It's I, just vibes. It's vibes. <laughs> this movie is vibes the whole time. Because what is this bike scene? She hops out of the bed where she has slept Freshly with this man. banged. <laughs> <laughs> she hops out of bed and she's like, oh, it's my, it's my boyfriend's business partner. Yeah. <laughs> and my best friend. <laughs> And he's like, want to get on my bike? And she's like, yeah. She doesn't even put shoes on. She like hops basically out the window onto the bar. She basically the hops handles. off of the Sundance kid <laughs> onto Paul Newman's bicycle, <laughs> which is not an innuendo, but basically may as well be. No, yeah. She gets onto those handlebars mm-hmm. and then they start biking around and for a full day. And he places her, you know, he doesn't pick her up and place her, but it felt like he did. Oh, yeah. Onto the like rafters in this barn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, she runs up there, and I also felt, I will say, I also felt like, what the hell am I watching? Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why'd she get up there on the barn? Like, Just to watch him ride Because she knew, is this what they do every day? She's like, okay, now I'm going to watch him do his tricks. Which, by the way, very impressive. He, yeah, the planking on the bicycle. Yeah. Fun. I, have, I was like, why is this a Buster Keaton sequence all of a sudden? <laughs> what is going on? I have a feeling... I don't know how they thought to put a bicycle thing in. Maybe while they were writing this, they were like, you know, bicycles just came out at the time. It did. It really felt like that. And then Paul Newman was like, guys, mm-hmm. I can do a shit ton of shit on a bike. <laughs> and they were like, perfect. Perfect. Print it. My guess was that they made the whole movie and then it was too short. And they were like, <laughs> ah, shoot. <laughs> Wait, remember that B-roll we got? We got to fill time. Remember when we, we were filming with a 10 minute bicycle scene? Remember when we were filming Paul when he was doing all that fun stuff on a bike? Do you think we could make that something? Does anybody have an insane song that we could just put over that? <laughs> yeah, my buddy's been working on something. About oh, raindrops. It. Is it ever raining in the movie? No, nope. but <laughs> that's all right. And does it sound like it's from the early, early 20th century? Not at all. No. Okay. Eh, that's all right. Perfect. I don't think anyone will notice. Put it in there. Just get a shot of Paul Newman delivering the woman on into the barn. And get the woman in her costume from The Graduate. <laughs> To ride around with him. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, for sure. It was pure vibes. I, I really think you're right about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's I all they were going movie, for. If you know, like, I th- I honestly think if I were to watch it a second time, knowing that it's just vibes and that's all that you're yeah. there for, it'd be a little bit more like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. I think my favorite moment of the whole movie was mm. when, because this is when I was like, yeah, this is fan fiction. Yeah. Is when, after the first time they almost die. Which one is that one? Uh, like when they when jump they off jump the off waterfall. when they jump off the cliff. Okay, yeah, um, no waterfall at all. The, they, they they fall into water. <laughs> is what they happened. they waterfall. Oh, they um. Of course, they make their way back to Edda's home to Edda's place, if you will. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh my god! To Edda Place's place, and whoa! When they arrive, Sundance is like don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah, I almost died, but don't make a big deal out of it. And she's like, okay. And she starts to leave. And I'm like, that's so annoying. 
And then he grabs her hand and he's like, fine, do make a big deal out of it. And then they embrace. A very good hug. That that was fan fiction. That is tall haunted energy. Oh, to be like, don't make a big deal. In that moment, it was very hot to me. That was a very hot hug. Yes. That's what most of my spicy dreams are. Just that kind of a hug. And it was that thing excellent. of like you've been in sort of a battle and you're really drained and yeah. tired and stressed or or just drained and tired. Right. And you're like, oh, fine. I guess we can hug for eight minutes. But my feelings inside me still give me time to give this woman attention. Yeah. Despite all I've been through. I loved it. At the end of the day, I want to give a woman attention. It was hot. <laughs> oh, my God. You also noticed this. You said Robert Redford walking around a field of cute little piglets is deeply erotic to me. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know. Something about a piglet. I loved those piglets. I was so afraid he was going to kick one. <laughs> okay, that would have been very funny, too. They were so small. He was so upset. He was so pissed off. He just gotten to Bolivia. And he was like, this is it? He just was piglets? such a hot amount of pissed off. I was really off. scared he was going to kick a piglet. Yeah, you said, look at those tiny pigs. <laughs> look at those tiny pigs. <laughs> look at those clams. They were so small. <laughs> they were so small. Yeah, they were so cute. Was really he was distressed look and looking around. And he was surrounded <laughs> by just like a sea little of piglets. little baby piglets. <laughs> and it was the, my favorite thing I'd seen. That's how I felt about the opening shot of The Sound of Music. (laughs) If this had been the opening shot of The Sound of Music, I would have loved it too. (laughs) The pigs are alive with the sound of... (laughs) And the whole time, Robert Redford is like, what is it? Just fuming. Where's... Restaurants. Where's the restaurant? Is your boyfriend's business partner outside your window on a bike? (laughs) Better hop on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll be right back. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the app store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to body.com. That's body with an I.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. 
Sienna, you've said, what would you do if you owned a bank and suddenly it was being robbed? I've thought about this. Because they handled it differently each... Uh, I mean, mostly there's nothing much, not much you can do, but there was that one guy at the very fancy bank who was like, ah, yes, I am being robbed. Here you are. The one who showed them to the safe. Yeah. And then got locked in it. Yeah. I loved him. (laughs) I knew you'd love him. Aw. I could tell you would love him. Yeah. He was just very about customer service. And then he was like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. I see what's happening. He accepted his fate immediately. (laughs) Here's the key. (laughs) I respect that. I do respect that. I don't know. I think I would just, I would, I do think it'd be the same thing as how I feel if a zombie apocalypse happened where I would just like will myself to death immediately. (laughs) Uh, like, I don't want to stick around for the aftermath of this. Uh-huh. <laughs> what would you do? I think that's the right thing to do a lot of times. People are really rude. People are cruel, like very rude about cowardice. But I think cowardice is a fine yeah. route to take. Mm. What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't want to get shot. I'm not going to fight. Mine. Yeah, I know I can't fight. I'm not going to do that. Sienna, okay. Okay. This is sort of explaining some things for me. You've said they both look like cooked turkeys. And these are the men that you are very attracted to? Yeah, I thought about adding more to that to say, like, and yet I'm still attracted to them. Or somehow it's working for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, in that last scene especially, they were so sweaty. Yeah. And their skin was just, it was very clear how leathery it was. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because it was in sepia again? Yeah. Was it? No, it wasn't. I don't know. It was not. they tricked me a couple of times where they would be in sepia and then you wouldn't notice that it had come out of sepia. I'm sure there are film bro reasons why they did it when they did that. it, but I don't, I don't know them. Don't tell me that. If you tell me that, I will will myself to death. <laughs> and I don't need to know them. Yeah. <laughs> I will pass away in front of you. <laughs> and you'll have to deal with it. And you'll be a murderer. <laughs> I'm guessing this is about the end. Liana, you've said, sure, but also, why? It's about the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> Your final note is my two boyfriends are mending each other's wounds. And then a sad face with many tears. And sad. Did you find the ending sad? I don't know. I, I already knew that it was coming, so... I What I thought, because I didn't know anything about the actual movie, I thought it was going to be much more tragic than it was. Yeah. Where I thought... I, I thought only one of them stepped out from behind the wall and, like, sacrificed himself for the other guy. And I also thought the other guy was going to be a child. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was prepared for that. For it to be much more, yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't that dramatic. But the whole blaze of glory thing was much more like, oh, all right. Yeah. It seems like they went out as they, as they had to. They died as they lived. Fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just when they were mending each other's wounds. I don't know. It was like a sweet moment of, what do you say? Was that when they were hiding in their little, final little I mean, because they had just gotten shot so many times. Oh my gosh, that's right. Just that moment of, I don't think they, they really made it. They hit it so hard, which was merciful because I would have been so sad otherwise. But um, mm. but it was that moment of, you know, like, we probably know we're going to die. Though it was unclear if they really did because like they started planning a trip to Australia. Which I thought was like a, yeah, someday we'll be in Australia together. And mental escapism. However, when they started leaving, they were kind of like, good thing there's only a few guys out there. I Yeah. And I was like, I, wait. I couldn't tell what they knew. <laughs> but it seems like they, you know, I assume didn't it was know. I sarcasm. Yeah. But um, anyway, just that they knew they were going to go out together and they were kind of like, here, let me help you. And then they were still being rude to each other at the end. Yeah. Old married couple vibes. I think I we wish would, they had boned. I think. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What were you going to say? Nothing. Because now you No, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I think that's what we would do. <laughs> if you and I were on our last leg, we'd still be making fun of each other. <laughs> yes. What do you think we'd still be like? Because it had very much that about. like business partner razzing. Yeah. Well, they're like, well, sucks. What, what would you razz me about when we are on our deathbeds? Like, what, what would your final razz to me 
probably be about. I know what mine would be for you. <laughs> I think I, while I'm like dying, it's like my final breath. And I'm like, why did you never title your audio files? <laughs> why did your predictions never have a title? They only ever said new recording. <laughs> did it really? Not this one today. You did it today. That's I, not an exemplary example. I do it every time right before I send them. So it no, doesn't save don't. in time. Most of mine have new recording 271. That's so <laughs> funny. Them. On my phone, they are they have a title because it just okay. took too long to save See, it. See this, we're already doing it. And then we both die. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I always title them on my look here, look at my phone. Oh <laughs> Let me pull it up. Oh. Your phone would not still have battery in it. Are you kidding? What would you raz me about? Well I'd probably be like, ugh. I'm stuck with you for this. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Probably. Would you say that like to try and annoy me or would you would you mean that? <laughs> would you mean to try and annoy you? Oh, see this is and I am like, so fallible. Do you mean that? Oh. No, I don't mean that. Oh. I'm already dead. I died thinking you no. meant it. <laughs> you annoyed me to death. Ugh. It's impossible to know if it was from our, our fatal wounds or if you finally did what you said, which was just willed yourself to die. Badges and tragedies? Yes. How it is time, everyone, for badges and tragedies in which we award badges for handsome boys and tragedies for train robberies. Nice. I have a badge for sepia tone. Oh, yes. I love sepia tone stuff. I love that. I got a badge for hot boys. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Badge for the scenery. Shouts out to Utah. It was very, very beautiful. close to Colorado. <laughs> it was very beautiful. Yeah. Badge for Paul Newman is so talented. Oh. All those tricks. <laughs> He was doing tricks. He has so much talent to offer. And he makes great dressings. I oh mean, come my on. God. Newman's own. Badge for remember the main. Oh. He said remember the main. Badge for colors. I love the colors in the movie. <laughs> Similar to the nature. Badge for, hey, everyone, look at this bicycle. Uh, badge for a business partnership, especially when they are quippy the whole time. Yeah. Badge for, quote, I'm a grandmother and a female and I've got my rights. <laughs> That angry woman when they were robbing the train. I loved her. Badge for this water looks, all caps, amazing. Mm -hmm. When he splashed into that water up high on the mm -hmm. rocks. That was incredible. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Badge for not being sure what to do. When Sundance is like, what do we do? And Butch Cassidy's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Badge for that moment when they finally do jump off the cliff. Sundance has to psych himself up to do it by going oh before he even starts running oh, yeah. so he starts yelling and then he runs off and i loved that moment because that is what i have to do to make myself do any daily task <laughs> like to get up i have to be like oh badge for this guy's gravelly voice the guy who they who ties himself up to make it look like the two boys came in and robbed him the sheriff and was like you're all gonna die yeah i, I liked, liked him, him a lot badge for having fun they were having fun. When they went to the Bolivia, they were just rocking out. Mm -hmm. Badge for, quote, remember when we went to Denver that summer for vacation? End quote. Denver representation. Hello. Hello. Shouts out to Denver. Badge for, this is some inspired Photoshop. When they were in all the montage in Bolivia you of the fun the, times. Oh, yeah. I guess that was, that would have been Photoshop. It was incredible. They did amazing work. Badge for their dynamic. It was fun. The two of them? Yeah. I loved them. Yeah. They were great friends. Fun dynamic. Badge for animals dash piglets. 
I did like all the animals in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Badge for her travel outfit. When they arrive in Bolivia, Elaine is wearing a gorgeous travel outfit. She is slaying. It's so fitted. Very tailored. Mm. A slaying strikes again. Oh. Badge for I loved the music. <laughs> I thought the music was really fun. Oh my God. But I liked it because it was so different than most movies we see. So I could see how it would be bad. Yeah, but I, was bad. <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I loved every single part. My final badge is for Paul Newman's line. Why am I always so damn smart? <laughs> I related to this man so much. His whole thing was like, I think so much. His I'm the only one who thinks. Like, I'm the only one who plans anything. And I'm the only reason anything ever gets done. And I have to watch this relationship happen in front of me with somebody who's obsessed with me, but will not bone me. <laughs> Constant. Badge for thrilling. There were a lot of thrilling moments for me in this or where I was like, are they going to be okay? Mm. Badge for riding away on two horses. There's a point where he hitches himself to two horses, or maybe donkeys, Mm -hmm. and uh, rides forward. And I was like, and he tied himself. Yes. And it was cool. Mm -hmm. And then my final badge was, this looks like a fun set to be a part of. (laughs) Because there were times where they were laughing in the montages where I'm like, I bet that was just a shot they got. Making that montage seemed like it would have been fun. It seems like they were having a fun time. Mm. Trages. Trages. My first trage is... Though once you know that they're together, that scene when he like comes in with a gun is... Uh, I was so mad <laughs> until she said her line. Right. Yeah. Like, so m- my trage is um, using a perceived rape scene mm-hmm. to titillate the audience. Yeah. Also, because we're so ready to have to see women be traumatized because of all the movies on this list where yeah. women have been traumatized. Right. I, I was just in that defensive zone. And- totally. And it was obviously benefiting from that trend yes you know yeah. like this little scene was like oh they're sa- she's safe isn't that fun it really sucked and yeah, the punchline is like she didn't get raped <laughs> yeah and you're like oh but the sexy part was that she was gonna she might have Ugh. yeah yeah it was gross yeah a trench for he moved spooky quick <laughs> <laughs> a couple parts in the movie they had clearly sped up the footage yeah just to fit stuff in or make it look like they were moving faster than they were and in the very first scene where we meet both butch cassidy and the sundance kid the sundance kid shoots the guy's gun off of his hip and then Uh shoots it across the room oh yeah and butch cassidy in the background crawls like a damn spider (laughs) so fast he looked like a demon it genuinely scared me that's so funny Trage for also in the scene when they have their little sexy whatever, mm. her final undergarment when she's taking it off is like a cute little baby doll dress. And I'm like, that is not what undergarments look like. No. It wasn't like you had all the sexy stuff on under bunches and bunches of layers. Like the layers weren't hot. <laughs> Trage for no one's haircut was period. Mm. True. Yeah. Very 60s, mm-hmm. 70s aesthetics. Trage for, oh my gosh, when the money was flying everywhere after the train explosion. That stresses me out so much. Okay. In any in cartoons, mm-hmm. in movies, mm-hmm. when the money that they need to get yeah. is everywhere. It's going to take them hours to get that. Hours. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pick it all up. They were not worried enough about that. I hated it. Mm. Trage for, the train sounds like a man breathing. <laughs> And I hate that. I hate when men breathe. It really did. That's exactly what it sounded like. Trad for just generally the Wild West. Any Wild West movie, they'll mention something. And you're like, Ugh. this one didn't have the worst. Like, it was a different view of it. It wasn't a cowboy movie, but always mm-hmm. just a little tragedy for the Wild West. Yeah. Because it was a tragic time. Slay. 
Uh, Trash for the parts of the movie that they sped up again because there's a scene where the horses are going down a sand dune-ish thing and they very clearly sped it up and these little horses <laughs> were skittering across the screen. <laughs> I was like, okay. <gasps> Horse related. My final tragedy is for the horse dying when the horse gets shot and oh, it just like yeah. throws its little legs it up. Kind of threw ass. I felt really bad for it. it did throw ass. <laughs> the horse threw ass in the bad way. To death. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you'd be fun to get shot down with. <laughs> Thank you. You say stuff so like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw ass to death. Uh, anyway my final trage is a trage for this soundtrack because what the fuck <laughs> you're wrong but <laughs> i think neither of us is right or wrong i think it's just so not my style and yeah. so very yours totally okay mm. that's a wrap on badges and trages next is our segment how to pretend you've seen this film mm-hmm. this is of course you are you are in a sudden montage <laughs> Uh-huh. You're at a casino. Yeah. You're on a cruise. Right. You're on a train. Yeah. You're back in a lounge. Yeah. You're in Central Park. Uh huh. And the whole time, <laughs> getting closer and closer in every snapshot, <laughs> is Harry. I think that was his actual name. Oh Sunday yeah. His name. Yeah. Harry is Harry Longball. <laughs> Harry Longball <laughs> is uh, walking up to you, and. He in said, the final, in the final shot of the montage, uh-huh. still you can see him opening his mouth <laughs> to start saying, oh, "I think this really reminds me of my favorite ever movie. It's a western kind of, it's a buddy comedy kind of, it's 1960s kind of, and I bet you've never heard of it. And I have to tell you about it. It's called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And in order to stop Harry mm-hmm. from trampling you mm. with facts about this movie." Here are a few things that you can say to pretend you've seen the film Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance <laughs> Bitch. Yes, Harry, I have seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. There is a scene in that movie where there is a train car that opens and a bunch of horses with riders on them jumps out of it. And I really think they sort of did a reverse Trojan horse. <laughs> Not big horse filled with men, but instead... Big train filled with horse. That is an excellent point. Much to think about. Much to think about. (laughs) Yes, Harry, I've seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. One thing I liked about that movie was that there were a few lines that they repeated, um, which I, as a person who doesn't want to hear men say too many words, (laughs) really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Some of those repeated phrases were, keep on thinking, Butch, that's what you're good at. And who are those guys? Mm -hmm. Harry, I'm... Related to that, I have to be honest with you, the thing that I'm going to say when you inevitably text me tomorrow from a number that I have not saved, who are those guys? Yes, Harry, I've seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. As far as Western films go, it's a pretty comedic one, and it might even be seen as an ironic or sardonic version of the Western genre. Oh my god. I googled it. Let's Google. I thought that I'd been shot in the head. <laughs> Don't worry. In this part of the sudden montage, I've just picked up the list of teams for the corporate flag football game that we have to play, and I'm looking right. at it. Oh, Harry's on this team. Ugh, morons. I've got morons on my team. 
I love that line. Yes, Harry, I have seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Really, I think that movie, when you step back, is a movie about love. Platonic love, romantic love, whether requited or unrequited. Mm. Love between two friends and my love for these men. Mm. Well, Sienna, should we ride off into the sunset to our next segment? Should you watch this or? Because I want to know. What you're going to say. <laughs> Welcome to Should You Watch This Or, where we let you know if we think you should watch this movie or if you should perhaps do some other little robbery with your yes. time. Um, I I like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think you could watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, should you? No. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yes. <laughs> also, I want to give a recommendation... <laughs> We were talking about how on TV people can be so hot that yeah. that's sort of their whole personality. Yeah. There's this show called Royal Pains on the USA Network. I know about it. Okay. Almost no one has actually watched it. I know about it. And the reason I think of this show is because, first of all, it is full of hot people. Mm. <laughs> and that is their only personality trait. But it's also, for some reason, very fun to watch. Mm. There's something about it that is, it's not even that it's so bad. Mm-hmm. There's just an earnestness to it that is... You want to watch it, even ironically. But then another part that it reminds me of is that, at least in the pilot of this show, there's a lot of misplaced musical elements. Like, they definitely, at least for the first season, the music that they have in this show is just from, like, the creator's favorite playlist. Mm. Like, none of it matches the show. Yeah. So anyway, it feels similar to uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid in that way. Yeah. That it's just sort of some guy's music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not really something designed to go with this story itself. Yeah. And then there's extremely hot people in it. Love that. Though I like the the men in this movie more, but still. Ah, okay. Liana, what about yourself? If you are looking for content that is set at the turn of the 20th century. Huh? And involves some very hot people. Uh-huh. Doing some very hot things. Uh-huh. You should watch Moulin Rouge, baby. <gasps> wow. We've got... Hot people, we've got women, plural. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got an animal that is a surprise. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is a wonderful movie musical that includes songs that are not from that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's my recommendation. That's a great recommendation. Liana. Yes. What would you rate this film? Fucking like a two. I just, you know, it was fine. Take it or leave it. It was not as offensive as it could have been. There were moments that were questionable. And the Western genre is such a fatally flawed genre that you just can't. Mm -hmm. It just can't get itself off the ground. I would give this movie two buds, two buddies, two buddies out of five. It was fine. I, I, I didn't care about it in a way that I was sort of delighted about, you know, mm-hmm. a, a delightful neutrality. Yeah. Yeah. What would you rate the film? I think I would give this film a 3.4 bicycles oh. out of five. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Um, yeah. I also felt a little bit of that neutrality, so I'm not giving it like highest points ever in terms mm. of it's not like it spoke to me in a million ways, mm. but I thought it was a delight mm-hmm. and it's not that long. A couple of handsome boys. I will watch it again. Someday. <laughs> Maybe for not for another 10 years, but... You're right. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Well, that was our review of Bitch, Bitch Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bitch. <laughs> Cassidy and the Sundance Bitch. <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for listening. We are uh, at Tossed Popcorn on all social media platforms. Sienna's birthday is imminent. It is coming so up. Please. Please. Only you can follow us back. <laughs> No, you can make a big difference by tossing us a follow on Instagram. We're like uh, like sad children that they put in infomercials. Only you. This, these women on the have under 1,000 followers on Instagram. And you can change that right now by picking up your phone and opening up the Instagram app owned by Meta. It would be cute if you got some friends to It'd follow really us. Cute, we would love it. It'd be yeah. a great gift. And join oh us God. next week when we will be watching... I already know what it is. I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry this is happening. <laughs> the Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> no. That's not... I'm so I don't want to do that! I have rights! I'm an American! I don't... We don't have to... We're not even making... What if we just didn't? I mean, we don't Would have anyone to. know? If we skipped number 74 on the list... I already had to watch the monologue from it in film class. Hello, Clarice. Okay, we'll see you then. Thank Thank you. you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Fuck. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. La la la, la la la. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. (laughs) I would believe that that was a song from the film. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.